You know what? It just might be football season now that I think about it. It just might be. I woke up this morning. It was a nice, crisp 60 degrees. It only got up to like 69 degrees here today. It, 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 this weather is begging me to get excited about football. And it just so happens that hard knock starts tonight. So I got that. Yeah, uh, this is the Dan Campbell Detroit Lions Hard Knocks. Oh, yeah. Um, I, there was a little teaser that was going around, and it was getting some people fired up. Let's be completely honest about it. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm so ready. Hard Knocks has sucked the past couple of years. Like when they did the Rams and the Chargers joint Hard Knocks, that stunk. Last year's Cowboys one stunk. Uh, I didn't really watch much of the Colts in season one. But I think I'm going to have to watch this Cardinals in season one because I absolutely need to see the point when the relationship fractures between Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. Oh, we're going to have video evidence of oh, yeah. whether Kyler Murray's doing his homework or not. Oh, yeah. Well, that's great hard knocks, I would argue, was in Cleveland. but Or, excuse me, Burrio, Ohio. But <laughs> That's right, but... Uh... Jarvis Landry going in there and telling everybody, hey, you guys don't know how to win. Let me tell you. Uh, Carl Nassib, the financial manager. And got cut. Yeah. um, There was a – David could Yes, David Kajus. You should know him pretty well. Yeah, there was the Eastern Michigan quarterback who uh, had a really hot girlfriend. Rogan Roback. Yeah. Uh, wait, was it him or Cody Kessler? Who had the hot girlfriend that they would follow around? Roback. Yes, it was him. It was, I don't uh, think Kessler was there. Let's see, the quarterback room that year would have been Baker Mayfield, Tarod Taylor. Drew Baker Stanton. had the, the QB RV. Yes, him, Tarod Taylor, Brogan Roback, and I believe Drew Stanton. Wow. Um, uh, Coach Wiley and his – Gut, gut, hello? Yeah, gut? his gut. That's yep. great. Oh, yeah. Football's in the air. And we got a little bit of taste of it last night, too, although it's not actual football. It's the how we watch football. Because apparently the Big Ten is get – the ESPN rejected the Big Ten's final offer because their deal with ESPN was coming up. And it was reportedly the Big Ten's final offer was seven-year, $380 million extension. Uh, the Big Ten said no. We're going to decide to get every other network instead. So, so it sounds like the plan is Fox is going to still own Big Big Noon Kickoff, which is good. Uh, CBS is going to take over the three thirty slot, and then NBC is going to take over the night slot. Hmm. Well, I uh, this now means that Notre Dame home games will be rotating. They won't all be on NBC. Um, well, actually, you know what? That may not be the case. They may just have conflicts because I'm sure they'll make it work. Yeah, because, and I'm not, I'm not sure what then would be, uh, the priority as far as the broad, oh my gosh, they might have to have two broadcasting. I, I don't even know. Uh, we're sh- Notre Dame is struggling to put together one broadcast booth right now. I can't even imagine what NBC would do for the second. I have a feeling it's yeah. going to be it's going to be Jack Collinsworth, the prodigy yeah. himself. Um, 
And then I don't even know who the color commentator color commentator would be because Drew Brees is out. Like Dungey, I like Dungey a lot. He was good. He was good. Um, or I guess what was Tarico? Tarico is doing Sunday Night with Chris Collinsworth. That's right. Al Michaels is at uh, Amazon. I completely yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, are doing Amazon. Yes. Okay. So Tarico's on Sunday Night Football. We're probably gonna have Jack Collinsworth because he did the spring right. game for Peacock. Um, and he's also just been making his way up the NBC ranks over the past few years. So it just makes sense that he would get the yeah. final promotion, uh, to do play by play. Um, and then, yeah, I just, I like Dungy man. Dungy was, a. I thought that was pretty cool. I like that they had, uh, a kind of a pro guy doing college games. I, I enjoyed that crossover mm-hmm. when Tony Dungy was calling Notre Dame games. Uh, he was he was there for the big the big victory Clemson over Clemson. Yeah, that's uh, so he's got a little special place in my heart. Um, but yeah, man, before him was Doug Flutie for a while, I guess. So, uh, Dodgy got one year, and then Breeze got one year, and now on to the next one, I guess. But if that's if that's gonna be the case, because I I know that also. Notre Dame is really trying to force the hand of uh, NBC because when they ask, they currently have a $15 million a year deal with NBC and Notre Dame asked for 75, which told me uh, they're looking for conference level money, which I I interpreted that as they're going to be looking for a conference if NBC doesn't meet their number. Because right. it seems like in, in a perfect world, they would like to stay with NB. They, they want they want both. They want their independence and they want conference level money. But mm-hmm. you know something's got to give either because that they just multiplied the NBC money by five with that request. So that oh, that yeah. is that is substantial. So um, there are two ways to think about this and this is a little bit self-serving because the non-Notre Dame fans will care a lot less about this than I will, but you're either going to have NBC match that number, in which case they're going to be broadcasting, as you just said, possibly Notre Dame games in the afternoon and then kind of miscellaneous big 10 games at night. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be a little Minnesota, Indiana on NBC. Oh, and, and yeah, we're going to, we're gonna have that uh, some NBC graphics and uh, which I, which I like, and they're gonna have to come up with a second broadcast team. And I have I don't even have the first clue who that would be. Or uh, NBC says no, uh, we're not paying you that much money. And then Notre Dame, you know, because there's they, all these schools when they want out, they find a way out. So Notre Dame finds a way out of their current NBC deal, joins a conference, mm-hmm. and then it's just the same old same old every conference trying to find their broadcast partner right uh, yeah notre dame can still survive by itself for a couple more years i think this move kind of cements now that the big 10 is cutting deals with cbs fox and nbc eventually notre dame's going to have to be like all right well we got to join a conference because they're they're not going to be able to survive by themselves anymore because nbc if notre dame's asking for ridiculous money nbc can just sit tell them the fuck off if they want to um, I forgot what point I was going to say. But and another good thing about Notre Dame too is that despite the fact that these conferences are expanding to 
really big amounts of teams and they're mm-hmm. becoming more and more dense, Notre Dame still supplies a lot of value. There's a lot of oh yeah. There's a lot of because if you add a team, that's one more slice of the pie that you have to cut out. So now everyone's getting a smaller portion, but if that team adds more revenue to your deal, then maybe it'll be worth it to cut it up because then you're just mm-hmm. you're cutting up more pieces out of a bigger pie. Maybe you'll get a bigger slice. So I, if, if, if a school like uh, I don't know, I just I'm just uh, Fresno State. If Fresno State calls up the Big Ten and says, "Hey, we want in," the Big Ten's gonna say, uh, "Yeah, sorry, you're not getting in because we make no money off of you. You're just gonna make money off of us." If Notre Dame goes to any conference, uh, even though they'll be getting another slice of the pie, the pie's going to be growing. So I think that's another thing to consider is that no matter who Notre Dame negotiates with, uh, they bring value. So everyone's going to want them. So their options are wide open currently. Mm -hmm. And this move also does a lot of things just because if you think about it, now that ESPN is so what I'm thinking is going to happen is uh, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and um, maybe the ACC are going to all kind of form an alliance, rest in peace to the original alliance. Yeah, and they're all going to – Pac-12 is out, like, Big 12 is in. Right. Like the Big 12, the Big 12 takes the noon slot. Uh, Big 10 takes the NBC slot. A- ACC takes the 330 slot. But does this mean college game day is dead? Um, because that's a fantastic question. Well, no, because they'll have the SEC. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. The college game days is going to become the SEC preview show. It's going to be or well, Pac-12 I mean... and and or Pac-12. I wow, I get. I've ne- I've never paid attention to that. I've never really paid attention very often to try to come up with a percentage of, you know, how many of the games, because you know how it is. There, there are plenty of times where Kirk Herbstreit can't make a pick because he's going to be calling the game. Right. More often than not, it's wherever game day is located. There are some cases where, where it's like the third game in their slate of picks. And he's like, yeah, I can't call this one. Cause I'm, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to, I'm going to be there. But right. I, I, had, I haven't been paying attention to that, but that's really interesting. But I have been considering this because, to me, college game day, and I, I am totally open to the idea that I am just of a certain age at this point where people who were – people who are now my age back when I watched this show, maybe they're still watching it and they still get – like, like middle school – I was getting mm-hmm. up on I was setting my alarm on Saturday mornings to go run downstairs and catch the intro and I'd watch college game day all day. Now, uh I'm and then went to high school and was playing football so I couldn't watch cuz we either had oh, nothing worse than JV JV games and missing college game day. I I was livid. I was livid playing yes. freshman and JV football and and then you guys senior freshman on Saturdays. Yeah, we had freshman Saturday is at like nine a.m. and then JV at oh, eleven a.m. Gross. We played on Thursdays freshman year. I uh, I would have actually much preferred that. Oh yeah, uh, we, Friday practices were so fun. <laughs> yeah, we um well on varsity our varsity too would have film study the next morning. 
and then they we, would go out and kind of just hang out and watch TV. Oh yeah, our my senior year, we were at the facility seven days a week, literally. Uh, we, we got Sundays off, thankfully. We had literally it was I think it was like set, it was like right after dinner, like seven o'clock. We went up there and we did a light walkthrough of our next week's opponent. We did like twenty minutes of tape. Like we were only there for like an hour, but it was still wildly obnoxious. <laughs> seven days a week. That's seven days ridiculous. a week. We were. I think it was because my senior year was the first year where we weren't allowed to go two straight practices with full pads. Um, during during doubles, we could. I think we could do it during the season. But like Mondays were shells. Tuesday, Wednesdays were full go. Thursdays were helmets only. Friday was a game, obviously. Saturday was film, flash. We lifted in the mornings, and then we went to go watch the JV. And then Sunday was what I just said. It, it it was stupid. All that for a team that lost in the first round of the playoffs again. <laughs> uh, that was I was just mad because sometimes I would have to leave the house, like right when like the four twenty five NFL games were starting to end, and when they were getting good. And I would miss those. It was so annoying. Oh, my gosh. You know, fortunately, based off the time zone, um, you weren't like, – you were a Browns fan, obviously. So, you were mostly being – you were mostly able to catch the Browns game. Oh, yeah. Won. We were losing – we were losing earlier in the day during my senior year of high school. I think we – I think that was the year we went 1-15 in my senior year. And then the next year – no. It was my freshman year we went 1-15. in Excuse me. Freshman year of college. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, I, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, man, we, I, and then in college, I didn't have a, uh, I didn't have a cable subscription, so I wasn't watching game day in college. Uh, you, the only times I watched game day was when I was there. So I think you actually did have, because all, if you lived in a dorm at Ohio State, you got, free some free like rinky dink package philo yeah something like that but luckily with the world we live in there is not a single sporting event i cannot find all right oh let me let me uh let me crank up my mlb dot it's actually down right now no oh yeah i I noticed that a few days ago i tried to check oh my gosh actually i haven't checked today yeah it's still down we got to see all those Mets fans yelling at each other. They're always blowing up the chat. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, my yeah, goodness. I have, to find some, <laughs> I have to find some awful stream to watch the Guardians tonight. I'm not happy about that. Oh, where are they? Oh, man, YouTube TV. The Guardians, no. They are only – the only streaming service they are on is on, like – I think it's, like, direct TV streaming. The only streaming service. Huh. It's so obnoxious. Yeah! Wow! I um. Oh my gosh! Wow. But anyway, that college game day being yes, bad that is multiple reasons. Because one, because of this move, now that it's probably just going to become the SEC preview show. Mm-hmm. And um, two, Lee Corso is probably dead right now. Who knows? I mean, he's like eight hundred years old. I think it was actually his birthday yesterday. Yeah, um, it was. He just turned eighty-seven. Yeah. Um. Oh, Kirk Herbstreit and Desmond How that Desmond Howard aren't SEC guys. I'm assuming they will get the bag. That's actually there. We go. Kirk Herbstreit's going to be on in the NBC booth in the future. You watch. But um, is that your prediction? 
Yes, he's going to be in the NBC booth eventually doing color because he's not college, a play-by-play guy. For that, to, for that to happen, college game day has to die. I don't think he'll give up college game day. That's a, Yeah, that's, that's all dependent on college game day going away. And uh, he's not going to do it now because ESPN still has the contract with the college football playoffs. So, obviously, he wants to do the best semifinal game and then the national championship game. But it's just like, and then that, I think, is Pollock the only guy who has SEC ties on that show? Um, uh, it depends if they phone in Greg McElroy at all. But yeah, who cares? They have um, they have an SEC. I don't even know if you know this, because it just doesn't really apply to our region of the country. So it's we're not watching it. They have like an SEC. I'm, actually, I'm sure that you've seen this up here previously. They have like an SEC satellite game day. Where it's like Paul Feinbaum and oh yeah 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 and uh, jo- Jordan Rogers was on it this past year. It, it's just like SEC. It's the SEC Network's version of College Game Day. Is like they have a whole. They travel around campuses. They get, but it's like the the Paul Feinbaum version. So right. basically, uh, I mean, is it just going to be like promoting all of those people <laughs> to come join? Probably. I mean, the more I think about it, the more college game day just simply cannot survive in this new when the Big Ten is done with ESPN. It just simply can't because, well, as it is in its current state to where it covers every all college football or goes through every college football game because Fox, ABC and NBC are just absolutely not going to allow ESPN to come in and like like Ohio State, Notre Dame next year, like they're not going to none of those networks are going to allow ESPN to carry that game. Yeah, no. And uh, this is, I mean, really, let's, let's just be completely honest with what you and I care about. We care about what's taking place on CBS. Is that we can't let that theme music die, okay? Oh, no. Did and, you see that Um, somebody made one, and it was Big Ten themed last night, like with the CBS theme music? It was, it was, it was awesome. I need you to send me that tweet if you can go find it. That's I uh, I, I need to now. I'm not a Big Ten fan, but I'm quite sure as long as it, if it feels good enough, then I'll I'll try my best. But I um, I'm trying to now. I'm trying to think about how this affects Notre Dame, just because I'm I'm a selfish podcaster. Because we have a And M. Which is just fantastic. We have the Texas A&M Dream Team recruiting class. Oh, their junior years is when we're going to start our home and home with them. We get them our ju- their, their junior and senior years. So okay. we're going to be uh, taking a whooping to Jimbo Fisher's crew down there um, and all of their future NFL talent. But that's probably – it depends how quickly this stuff works. Because I don't I think- know – do we know when this uh, contract would begin for I think the contract CBS? with ESPN is up next year with the Big Ten. So this is the final year? I think. Uh, it may Ten. be this year or next year. It's either this year or it's the year that USC and UCLA are going to join, I think. Let me see. Oh, also, lost in all of this is that Fox also now has a better version of the college game day. I agree, it is, but 
I still watch college game day over it. I I don't because college game day and this it's kind of silly because now Tom Rinaldi's over at uh at Fox instead of ESPN. But yeah. He's Tom, um Tom Rinaldi used to piss me off on college game day cuz he was just anything that could make America just like break yeah. out into tears. Like I'm trying to like I'm trying to get pumped up. I'm trying to get some X's and O's on my TV. Like I, I need I need, I need that one two and a half minute clip of Urban Meyer breaking down what breaks a team and Reggie Bush is like I know what that feels like, Coach. Like you know what video I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need I need, I need, I like, need real... to see Urban Meyer's face. Yeah, like, yeah. like I haven't we haven't seen him since he got fired. I got to see what he's up to. Yeah, uh, man, he's gonna be one of those guys who disappears and then comes back and his hair is like almost white like I, I i'm kind of hoping gonna... he goes through like a midlife crisis and his hair he just comes back and his hair is like jet black like coach Kerry used to do <laughs> he was uh usually i got my updates for from from the, from the meyer family from his wife's twitter account but when urban meyer stuck his fingers up that co-ed's ass she deleted her <laughs> account so she loves being Urban Meyer's wife. That's oh, the, yes, she does. That's the, her reputation around Columbus, Ohio, is that she's Urban Meyer's wife, and she will let you know about it. Hey, it's a good life, I guess, sometimes. Yeah, it is. And, uh, I can't believe well, that Urban Meyer signed a contract to spend more time with his family, and then he just didn't. <laughs> he just went back to his dysfunctional ways at Ohio State. <laughs> exactly. He, uh, although we got the we got the championship, so we can all push that all that to the side. Uh-huh. I, uh, uh, the coach's poll came out. Uh, yeah, they uh, oh, kind of a weird coach's poll. Wasn't Utah like eighth? Uh, let me pull it up real quick. But, yes, they are top ten. I think that Utah might be a little too low. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah, your Utah Utes. Let's get that correct. Oh, yeah. Um. It's not showing me who the amount of first place votes, but Texas, who is ranked 18th, got a first place vote. Um, because, <laughs> so Alabama got 54 first place votes. Ohio State got five. Georgia got six, and Texas got one. Uh, it is Alabama one, Ohio State two, Georgia three, Clemson four, Notre Dame five, Michigan six, Texas A&M seven, Utah eight, Oklahoma nine, and ten Baylor. 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 The Bears. Um, can I ask a question? Yes, you can. Uh, and we will get back to this topic because you, you know there's nothing better for me than college football. But Oh, yeah. If Roger Goodell wanted a full year suspension so badly, why didn't he just give him one instead of just letting Sue L. Robinson give him six and then disagreeing with what she said? Um, because, well, because the thought was this was the first ever case that the NFL went with an outside outside judge, for lack of a better term, to do it. And also, also L. Rob, like, credit to her, I, the suspension was light. I think he does deserve a year. He's not going to get it. But Sue L. Robinson, she looked at every other case that was similar to this in which – Sexual misconduct. Obviously, this is two 
a, a must, much more major extreme. But the precedent was set with other cases and all Sue L. Robinson points. He was like, you guys set the precedent. This is this is what you guys set. And Roger Goodell's like, well, this was backfired, so we're going to try again. And Roger I, I, Goodell's I, not even leading it this time. He appointed somebody else. I, Watch him give him, like, three games, just something like less. Yeah, yeah. Like, all, right. Oh, all right. I got the college football schedule pulled up. We got Illinois and Wyoming is the first game on the Big Ten Network this season. Oh, can't wait. Tickets as low as $11 in Champagne. Ooh. I might have to make a trip. Yeah. Yeah. You and uh, we can go catch Brett Bielema. Oh, yeah. Come on now. When is the when is the AP poll come out? I want to get irrationally upset at the rankings. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get upset about AP poll, man. I can't believe they still allow me We're two to and have a half opinions. weeks. We have a trade. In what? The NFL. Oh, it's nothing major. No. The Dolphins have acquired a six-round pick from the Texans in exchange for Adam Shaheen, shout out Ashland, Ohio, and a 2023 seventh-round pick. Adam, the tight end? Yeah, from the Ashland, Ohio. The Ashland University. His second round pick out of Ashland and sucked. Yeah, uh, there was another one. uh, Another tight end from Dayton recently, right? What has he done? Troutman, something like that? Yeah, I can't remember where he went. Um, I can't remember. Miami mean, doesn't need a tight end. They have Gesicki. Who's like a wide receiver. Gesicki's weird. He's like a wide receiver. He plays like a wide receiver. Even like I saw him play in college. And he even looked weird. He didn't he even look out of position at tight end. So did Kyle Pitts. So did Kyle Pitts. So those two are just unbelievable athletes. Yeah, we got a we got the real Penn State tight end. Pat Fryer move, baby. Pat Fryer move. He is good. I like oh, yeah. him. He's, I like him a lot. He's uh he's gonna be our guy for quite a while. Mm. What did he do last year? I got Skywise killed I the Browns. He, he killed <laughs> the Browns both games. Pat It's just a perfect name because like you guys did with Heath Miller, you would yell Heath after every time he got like a one yard reception. Move. Now you can do is move. Yes. Let's see. Last year, Friar Muth had just under 500 yards, but he had seven touchdowns. So, mm-hmm. pretty good. Anyway, the rest of this AP pool, I'm looking at it now. Um, just who I think are too high and up too low. I think Utah is too low. I think NC State at 13 is too low. Um, I have my eye on Michigan State. They're 14. I think that's a little bit too high for them, but we'll see. USC at 15 is way too high. Um, Wake Forest at 19 is a little too low. Wisconsin at 20 is a little too high. Arkansas at 23 is a little too low. And Ole Miss at 24 is a little too low. Others receiving votes. Here we go. Iowa, Penn State, Tennessee. Wow. Ten- oh, yeah. I just realized Tennessee's not top 25. Utah State. Did you know there's three tickets out there 
for Utah State to win the national championship, like $1,000 tickets? No. And I, I can't remember who money. said that, but it, it's Utah State has three separate $1,000 tickets out there to win the championship. Um, Not quite sure why, but. That's. Oh, yeah, Clemson's way too high. Yeah, I, I not can't wait, not not way too high. They're a top ten team, but again, DJ Uyangale, it was literally the worst quarterback I've ever seen last year. Yeah, and it didn't help when they uh, we had the worst game of all time to start the season last year, Clemson and Georgia, in that top five. Oh matchup. God, I was so excited for that game. I was, I, I like literally every morning I woke up when it wasn't football season, looked myself in the mirror and told myself, Georgia Clemson will be here soon. Mm-hmm. It was awful. Luckily, I bet on Georgia. Yeah, we need – gosh, man, that game would have been so much better if it were the SEC on CBS. Oh. Just, I, just, I, I just know – I just know that the final score would have been magical, like 31-30 or something. Yeah, just something like a nice 38 to like 31 game. Just some. Just the most, like one of the most enjoyable games you can ever watch. Instead, it was what ten to three. Uh, the yes, only touchdown was. came on a pick six. Yes, although it was a great pick six. The way he jumped that route. Oh yeah, those, those are some of my favorite plays to watch when a safety or a corner just jumps a route. Mm-hmm. And what? Uh, I just remember Clemson's offense line got their lunches ate in that game. CBS currently only has the Mountain West and the oh, FCC, yeah. but the Big Ten could be coming. But man, that I we we need we can't let that theme music die. We just can't. I won't. Uh, I won't let it. I, I'll make it my personal mission not to let it happen. Good, 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 good. Um, that 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 song. Whenever I hear that song. I know I'm about to watch a great game. So I know who I'm going to watch earth? like Auburn and Georgia, like just something nice. Who on earth are we? Getting, we can't just have like Mark Jones calling the SEC. Yeah, who's going to be CBS? Let's see, yeah. CBS College. No, I mean when they go to ESPN. Oh like, yeah, there's not there. Well, I, I, I guess Fowler and Herbstreit are going to be the voices of the SEC now. Which, uh, the, okay, that's fine. I don't know. Well, I, again, it's depending if they're still at ESPN when the move comes. Well, yeah, uh, this is all. Let me go uh, look Brad Nessler and Gary Danielson. Oh, this is from last year. Never mind. Yeah. Now, I'm just looking up this season. We got to have some. Uh... I'm assuming it's still Nestler and Daniel. Yeah. I'm looking up broadcast. There's, uh... All right, Saturday, September 3rd. Oh, oh boy. Uh, if you're, you're tuning into FS1 on, on opening day, and by opening day, I mean the third, not week zero. Uh, you'll you'll be catching South Dakota State and Iowa. Oh yes, I will. Followed by Tulsa and Wyoming. 
Oh, God. And the night will end with Illinois State at Wisconsin. Oh, my God. I am, yeah, I'm, oh. I need all these awful college football games. <laughs> and how about, how about some FS1 after dark? Kent State at Washington. Oh, God. We have four games. Uh, I can't wait to watch all 60 minutes of all those games. All right. I just now, cannot wait. Here's the ESPN slate that day. Uh, this is just regular old ESPN. North Carolina State at East Carolina. NC State should win by a billion. I don't know how that happened. Uh, we have Cincinnati at Arkansas. That's actually a little bit appetizing, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. How about this? Utah at Florida. Oh, I forgot about that one. That one's going to be great. And, oh, this – I. I, I will bet any amount of money you will be watching this game. We're ending the night on ESPN or quadruple header with Boise State at Oregon State. Woo! Oregon State's going to be good this year. Yeah. All right. Now let's, uh, let's check out Not ABC. Sure about Boise. Uh, ABC. Oh, my gosh. You want to talk about winning the day. A- ABC. Listen to this slate. They got three. Colorado State at Michigan. Okay. Oregon and Georgia. Oh, yeah. In, in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Yeah, neutral site game for Georgia in Georgia. Exactly. And then Notre Dame at Ohio State. Ooh, baby. The line and has moved. Ohio State's now a 15-and-a-half point favorite. That's – oh, my gosh. They're begging. They are on their hands and knees begging me to take Notre Dame right now. Yeah. I will tell you, though, whatever Michael Mayer's um, – receiving props are and whatever his prop is for two plus touchdowns i'm all over it i'm all over yeah it. if uh, because if ohio state trots out any linebackers against him it is over well there i think jim Knowles announced that um steel chambers and tommy eichenberg are going to be the starters this year because we're running a four two five this year and if that's the case, we have a former running back and the clone of Pup Borland. So Michael <laughs> Mayer is going to go for 13 catches, 255 yards, and three touchdowns. And Notre Dame will lose 49-24. We have a really good offensive line, too. So oh, yeah. we might, Notre Dame might be able to just round and pound against a 4 2 five. Oh. No, I don't think Notre Dame's going to be bad this year. I think they're going to be consistently a top 10 team, but they're not going to be at Ohio. I don't think they have a prayer of keeping up with Ohio State. No, I think Ohio State's second, uh, I'm sorry, Notre Dame's secondary is in for a long day. Um, oh, yeah. E- e- even if Ohio State just grounds and pounds, all, like I, that's just what I want. I, I just want a slug it out, uh, run the ball up the middle, type of game, play the first downs. I think Notre Dame can win that style of game, but like some sort of Big 12 shootout, uh, Notre Dame won't be able to keep up. Even though I don't think Ohio State secondary is that good, except for Denzel Burke. I think he's really good. But uh, I like I like Josh Proctor and Ronnie Hickman. Josh Proctor is a linebacker masquerading as a safety. Oh, yeah. that dude. All the dude does is hit sick. Yes. And frequently injure, injures himself in the process. Yeah. Uh, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of our, another one of our safeties is another former running back. So, we had two running backs playing defense this year. <laughs> uh, and th- didn't you guys get a safety from Oklahoma State who came here? Seth. 
That's precisely who I was just talking about. Tanner McCall. Oh. Lost his black strike today. I'll have you know. Oh, well, in that case, yes. Um, what else? Oh, hey. let's well, what's the, well, we got to figure out what CBS is going to brought. They got Arizona at San Diego State. Arizona is going to be bad. I'll look for San Diego State to win that game. And that is their only game of opening day. That's, what the, we gotta, what's the big – I've never even heard – now, this makes sense, but I've never even heard of the Big 12 network. I've never – I didn't know I've they had, had a network. I've watched the Pac-12 network before because that, for whatever reason, appeared on on our Philo profile. Oh my gosh! And then Florida State LSU is another ABC on Sunday. Oh yeah, that's a Sunday. That's a Sunday game. When does a uh, when like does the big when, broadcast crew start? Yeah, like, like you remember when Notre Dame and Florida State played on Sunday last year? I think that's a new tradition. They just have one good game on Sundays. Well, they've been doing that for. A while, I guess. I know, but it's starting to pick up a little bit. Yeah, they had um. Oh, uh, they had LSU versus Miami a few years ago. I think that was the that was the beginning of the LSU dynasty that year. The one year dynasty. That's exactly right. Um, all right, so week two. Uh, we have our first big noon kickoff, which is Alabama at Texas. Alabama by 50. Simultaneously, as that game is going to be played, we have on FS1, Duke at Northwestern in the Quiz Bowl. Ooh, baby. Simultaneously on Big Ten Network, Arkansas State will be losing by 80 to Ohio State. Yeah, I would assume so. And how about this? I do not want to watch that game. That that absolutely infuriates me that they're playing the same time as Alabama-Texas. I I will not watch a play of the Ohio State game. I will keep my eye on it, but Alabama Texas has my one hundred percent attention. Yep. And how about ABC? We gotta give some respect to this. On ABC at the exact same time, we got Penn State hosting the Bobcats of Ohio. Oh yeah, come on now. National television. Giving us a little a little taste of what it's gonna be like watching uh uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, oh, Tuesday Night Maction, getting a little taste. Oh, baby. Oh, Maction, I can't wait for that now. Uh, and then that an interesting... so great. It's yep. just such awful football that it looks good. <laughs> um, and then, I guess, later in the day, depending on where you live, you you may have one of these four options on the Big Ten Network. Hold on. These should not be options because we have either Indiana State at Purdue, Akron at Michigan State, Wagner at Rutgers, all at the same time, and also on the same network at the same time, Iowa State at Iowa. Iowa State-Iowa needs yeah. to take precedent over the rest. This should not be It a, will. I feel like the other three are just going to be like Big Ten Plus because they have like BTN Plus. Yeah. So oh, here's a FS1, 7.30 p.m., week two, Georgia Southern is going to have Nebraska on upset alert. Um, Unfortunately, I've already predicted Nebraska to be really good this season. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. That's my my hottest take entering the season. They're going to beat Oklahoma. 
No. Uh, I still root for Brett Venables. All right, here we go. Anything? No. Well, that's, that's not good. Late to look it up. Oregon State at Fresno that week. The 10-30 kick. That's going to be a good one. Oh, you will be betting on that one. I can feel oh, it already. Buddy, if I could bet on every single one of these games, hey. I would absolutely bet on Rutgers versus Wagner. Week three, we have our first CBS. Penn State's playing at Auburn week three. Ooh. There we go. CBS already has the call. Oh, Auburn's going to suck. So I don't know why I said that. Uh, probably. Who's who's their quarterback? Yeah, Bo Nix is playing at Oregon. Oh, that's right. Calzada came over from A&M. Yep. And their other quarterback, TJ Finley, just got arrested. Uh, well, he sucked anyway. Yeah, uh, he he looks like Jamarcus Russell and plays like Oakland Raiders Jamarcus Russell. Aww. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. God, I all these games, I, I'm just so ready. Like Michigan State at Washington week three, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm not, Washington might be bad. Miami Texas A and M is the nine o'clock game that week. USC Fresno State's the ten thirty game. Hawaii and Duquen, Duquens, I Duquesne. Never, Duquesne, I can never remember how to pronounce that. Is kicking off at eleven fifty nine p.m. Can't all oh, baby. I love college football. I love, ah. so I love everything. I love all the matchups. I love all the teams equally. I love everything. This is a beautiful thing. I, uh, man, just this time of year, I can't wait for the leaves to change. I can't wait for it to be just a little bit brisk. I wore a hoodie to work today, I'll have you know. Um, so hoodie season's already started for me. Same. The, it, well, uh, trust me, you were, you're wearing hoodies on the beach. I think I've worn a hoodie every day for the past three years. <laughs> I don't I doubt that not, damn it. one bit. Man, I'm, I just, I'm trying to see if I can find any lines here. I can't get enough. Oh, oh, I wonder if we have a Nebraska-Oklahoma line yet. Oklahoma minus nine and a half. Nah. Let's see, Nebraska is a four and a half point dot that game. Hmm. Yeah, I will be taking Nebraska. Ohio State. Yep, Ohio State is still fifty and a half point favorite. Mine is six fifty on the money line for against Notre Dame. Uh, Georgia is a seventeen and a half point favorite over Oregon. Uh well look Georgia's losing a lot. I, I still think Georgia's better. Clearly. Oh yeah, Georgia's gonna be good. Like but, I, Georgia's the third best team in the country comfortably. Behind Alabama, or you probably have Alabama, Ohio State. Yeah, it's Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. They got the top three exactly correct. Dude, I don't know what the deal is, but all these Ohio State fans are more confident than ever that they're winning the championship. Oh, I absolutely am. Well, I'm not confident. I just think that Alabama and Ohio State are the only two teams that are going to they're going to play each other in the championship game. Uh. I'm, I just don't see where Ohio State really loses. I may be a fool for this, 
I may be a fool, but I'm going to say it anyway. I am not counting out the USC Trojans. I am. I just, <sighs> I just don't believe in that offensive line. I don't believe in that defensive line. Oh, I sure hope that they don't. I hope they fall flat on their face. Oh, yeah. I uh, I am no USC fan, but I am very nervous about all the acquisitions that they made. And I hate that we even have to call them that, but that's what they are at this point. Oh, yeah. And, like, no, USC is going to be good, but they just – you can't cover shit with just, like, a little bit of perfume. It, it, they, that's all they really added. I guess. Because well, Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams was good last year, but like he had moments where he did not look all that great. That's so true. we'll see. I think I made a little video about him. Year. We've all seen him. Right. Yeah. It's his freshman year. He wasn't the starter entering the season, so he's got a full he's got a full off season of first team reps with USC. So they're going to be good. I just I don't buy him yet. And their other quarterback, Malachi Nelson's flirting with Texas A&M right now. Yes, and I'm very, very happy about that because he was the Oklahoma commit who then flipped to USC. I would love to see him yep. then flip again. I, I, college football is just stuck in an awesome place. Looking at lines right now. Utah uh, is a one-and-a-half point favorite against Florida. I will be hammering that. Um... My heart is filled with so much joy looking at just college football schedules. I'm like, this is an emotional experience. How could you not be romantic about football? Absolutely. Um, Ohio State is a, a where'd it go? They are 13 and a half point favorite over Michigan right now. Well, I think Notre Dame is better than Michigan, but I agree. Notre Dame is a two and a half point dog against USC. I I think we're gonna lose that game. I really do. Unless At USC, we, that's tough. Unless oh, I forgot to tell you USC. If we beat Ohio State, I think we're running the table though. Uh, we'll, we'll probably lose one BS game just because that's how this works. But I don't know if we beat Ohio State. Oh my gosh, we just, I I am like I I every like a couple times a week. A couple of times a week, I am just in my bedroom. Well, I have a studio apartment, which means I'm just in my apartment because uh, my bedroom is my kitchen, is my living room. But I'm just like thinking about X's and O's. I want to be in that room with Marcus Freeman putting together a game plan because I just there's got to be a way. There's got to be a more. way. Uh, we got to control the tempo. We just got a we got a three headed monster in the backfield and a fourth if you include our quarterback who can run pretty well. We're gonna. I I, I don't think we're gonna beat Ohio State because C.J. Stroud's returning and we have a first year starting quarterback. So I think next year is gonna be the year for Notre Dame to strike because then the roles will be reversed. Ohio State will have a first year starter at quarterback and we'll have someone who's returning who has a lot of talent. So. I think it'll be a split. I think it'll be the home team wins. But there's got to be a way, man. There's got to be a way. Marcus Freeman, you got to find it. I'm dying. <laughs> I, don't, I just don't know if there really is. I, d- I don't know if they have a counter for their offense. It, it better be a halfway decent. 
I am going to have the biggest pit in my stomach of all time if Notre Dame gives up like a bomb on the third play of the game. Oh, and baby. I I can you could just picture that happening, can't you? Oh yeah. I, I'm expecting that to happen at this point with this offense. I, I I need just for my own own sanity, I need a three and out to start the game just so I can settle down. From up from Ohio State. Now, if they score the second drive, that'll be that won't make much of a difference whether they score the first drive or the second drive. But I need the first drive to settle me down because my nerves are going to be just bursting out of me. Oh yeah, I, I'm very thankful I'm an Ohio State fan for this game. Uh, Unless they lose, <laughs> I, that. Yeah, I actually exactly. am wearing a Notre Dame hat right now. Now that I think about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Our fighting Irish are going into home. <laughs> yeah. Our fighting Irish. That's what that's what I always say. Nebraska's a twelve and a half point favorite over Northwestern. I might hammer that. This feels like a I think this is gonna be a year where you know how like Northwestern goes through like phases of being really good and really awful and nothing in between. I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be one of those awful years. Yeah, the uh, uh Pat Fitzgerald Got like a a lifetime of support from Northwestern by making. Oh, okay. his he's game. never leaving there. Uh, yeah, he's also a legacy guy. Right. Um, he would if he wanted a bigger job, he could have had the Bears or Notre Dame job like twenty different times at this point. Probably. Speaking of the Bears, they fucking they might win two games. Yeah, um, they haven't been good at running the football since Matt Forte, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, and now that. Their megastar linebackers requested a trade. Yeah, and he he wants like a contract. He's apparently just out of the generosity of his heart. Uh, Roquan Smith is very concerned about the linebacker market as far as finances go. So he's making sure that he uh, he gets every dollar he's worth. King, that's a king move. I wouldn't want to waste away with the Bears. Uh, neither would I, especially not in fact, this iteration of the Bears. Some would say they would be on my no-trade clause list. Ooh, okay, folks, it's time to I need time for me to get a laptop charger because uh, we're <laughs> going to be hammering this thing out. But we had a draft idea. So it was – I was doing some research because I live by myself and I'm a nerd. So I was just – trying to learn some things. I was on the MLB website and I was just looking up funky rules and roster management, just kind of just sharpening my skills so that I sound smart whenever I criticize a St. Louis Cardinals general manager. So what I found in this research is that there's a rule and we know that we love goofy rules on this show. We've talked about that number one overall NBA draft pick rule many times. Um, Mm -hmm. We can never remember what it is. We keep having to look it up. Darn it, we're going to keep talking about it one way or another. But So there's a rule in Major League Baseball uh, that rewards seniority. So there is a no-trade clause that basically it does not need to be contractual. It does not need to be in your contract. or uh, I'm sorry, you do not need to have it checked out with your club or your manager or anything like that. 
Uh, let me pull up this rule so I can read specifically what it says. But it's called a player's 10 and 5 rights. So a player has an automatic trade veto power if he has two qualities. Uh, they have at least 10 years of service time in Major League Baseball, and they spent the past five years with one team. So that grants you automatic veto power. I, ha- I haven't mm-hmm. actually checked uh, I, Eric, Eric Hosmer to see if, if if that's why or if he just if that was just. I think he just had a no trade clause in his deal, but I think that's how Jonathan Lucroy declined oh, to be traded to the Indians. Yes, I do remember that. And I actually thought of that too because uh, I think he ended up getting traded to the Rangers that year. Yep. And I, I know. A lot of Cleveland fans hate him, but that was a smart move because Jan Gomes was hurt all that year, and Jan Gomes was going to be the catcher, and Luke Croy wanted to go somewhere where he could be the catcher for a long time. Uh, so, and I guess Texas was the place. Unfortunately, the Indians went to the World Series that year, and the Rangers <laughs> did not. So, but yeah, I remember I was at the game. I was I was at the Indians game the night of the deadline, and I I couldn't care less what was happening in the game. I think we won on a walk off, but. I just kept my eyes on my phone waiting for – because the Andrew Miller trade was heating up and the Lucroy trade was heating up. I went to bed that night with Jonathan Lucroy and Andrew Miller on the Cleveland Indians, and I woke up with only one of them on the Cleveland Indians. Well, you got the better of the two, so I'd say it worked yeah. out for you. Actually, Lucroy just retired, like just a couple of days ago. He... Apparently he's in the Milwaukee Brewers' ring of honor now. Well, that makes sense. He was incredible with them, but yes, he was. It's a shame he couldn't be incredible in Cleveland. Yeah, he. Hmm. Who's to say? Although Roberto Perez is huge in that World Series. Yeah, let's see what we have here. So he was traded in 2016. Uh, then he was also traded at next year's deadline to the Rockies. And then he was a free agent. So, and then he signed with Oakland. So what happened was he only spent – he had, I, I guess according to what you were saying, he went into his free – he went into the trade deadline wanting to be traded to a place where he would sign long-term, and just that never happened. So mm-hmm. it did not work out for Lou Croy as it did not work out for the Indians. So I guess both, uh, both parties would have been equally upset. Uh, now let's see. Uh, what this was is, the – he did not, the, there were prospects named, like the trade was announced and prospects and all. I'm just curious what the uh, was. Jonathan Lucroy actually would not have qualified for that because he did not have 10 years of service time under his belt. Now, ah. let let me pull up a uh, – all right, let's go – let's just go with Jose Ramirez. I'm, I am currently checking out his service time. According to his salary section, his service time is only uh, like barely over seven years. Yeah, but, he 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 was an up and down guy for a little bit, and then 2016 is when he took control. Okay, maybe that has something to do with. Oh man, man we would have fleeced the Brewers in this trade. The reported package was Francisco Mejia, who was our star catching prospect, hasn't really turned into much anything. <laughs> Greg Allen, Sean, Arm- Sean Armstrong, and Yu Chang. Yu Chang? You mean the Pittsburgh Pirate? 
Oh yeah, well he's still there. Uh, no, he was DFA. <laughs> yeah, I think he's with Tampa Bay now. With the uh, yeah, so let me. Uh, Enriquito. Okay, let me see if we have any players off the top of my head who could qualify. MLB ten five. Uh, who's somebody who has been on your team for a long time? Uh, probably not a lot of people because all your everybody looks really really young. Yeah, we're the youngest team in baseball, so okay, not anybody. Your uh, team is a really bad me. example. Uh, he doesn't have ten years of service time under his belt. That, I think he's the long, the longest term player on the team. Uh, hmm. Well, I'm sure there's an example out there somewhere. Um, uh, let me pick a. How about the New York Yankees? I'm sure they have somebody. Uh, Actually, that year, because Cleveland traded for Coco Crisp in 2016, and he was part of that. He had a he was part of the 10-5. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I remember I remember being in my freshman year dorm. Me and my roommate were sitting there. We saw it. We saw that the Indians were working to get Coco Crisp. It was just pending his approval. Yes. And Evan but, Longoria, apparently. Let's, okay, okay. Here's here's an example. Um, now this would not take effect until next year. Uh, but next year, Giancarlo Stanton, if the Yankees wanted to trade Giancarlo Stanton, this is, this was taking me forever to find an example to prove this point. But let's say that next year, Giancarlo Stanton, uh, was traded to the Pirates. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, without a no trade clause in his contract, due to this 10-5 rule can say, Hey, I've got over 10 years of service time. I've been with you guys for five consecutive years. I can reject any sort of co- any sort of trade that you guys propose. So, Giancarlo Stanton next year will have 100% power, no matter what his contract says, to approve or disprove disapprove any possible trade that he may be involved in. So, it got me thinking as far as a draft, uh, just all throughout the Big Four. If we had to make a draft of big four franchises that you would veto a trade to if you had the power. Now, I think there are a lot of good options out there. We have a good draft next week coming too. Uh, we're going to do the big four sports uniforms of the 21st century draft. Um, I got one team in mind, and I can't wait to hopefully have the chance to draft them. But we'll see if I get get that first pick. But I settle. I uh, yeah, there will be several excellent picks, but as far as this draft goes, uh, which big four franchises would you most want to veto a trade to if you were sent there? One could argue that all three, that all of my favorite teams are could be on anybody's veto list, but they wouldn't. They will obviously not be on mine because I would gladly play for the Guardians, Browns, Cavs, (laughs) yeah. Exactly. All right. I uh, I will let you do the honors of the first pick as Ooh. I pull up the website that has all of these teams listed. I don't know if there's a clear 1-1. I, I think there is. Looking at all the teams right now. I'll stick with baseball. 
because no trade clause is most prevalent in baseball for the first pick. I will go with the team. Detroit. I don't want to play in Detroit. Fuck the Tigers. <laughs> I just don't want to live in Detroit. I don't want to play for the Tigers. They're not a very well-run organization. In fact, they are. If you haven't been, if you've been watching Tigers baseball lately, I'm, I'm, I apologize because they are quite awful. And luckily, my Guardians play them today, and the Twins are going to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers. So we have some chance to make up some ground here because we're only one game back. So yeah, I'll take the Tigers. I don't want to play for the Tigers. I I do not watch Tigers baseball, but I do listen to one Detroit radio show because I the host is fantastic. Um, so I do understand that Al Avila is one of the worst general managers in the recent history of baseball and that he cannot make a trade to save <laughs> his life. That That's basically what I've gathered. Is that I mean, they put together he, some good teams. We, we've talked about that 2013 team a lot. All the players that, all the big names that came from that team. Yeah, but I think Alavila took over in 2015, which, by the way, is kind of oh, yeah, bogus that you're hiring someone. You're hiring the father of one of your players to be your general manager. That seems good. like a conflict of interest waiting to happen. Yeah. But hey, um, number my pick, my first pick. Uh, for teams that I would not want to play for, teams that I would absolutely veto a trade to. Um, first and foremost, I don't want to play in a college arena when I'm supposed to be a professional. I don't <laughs> want to play in front of 4,000, maybe 5,000 people, despite the fact that a lot of people probably like this city. I don't want to play in a city where there are scorpions running around. I don't want to play for the Arizona Coyotes. Um, Ooh, they, had, they have a disastrous situation going on right now uh, where they basically got kicked out of their arena and now they're going to be squatters on Arizona State's home ice. And That's by so the funny. way, uh, it's even funnier because Arizona State didn't budge whatsoever revenue-wise, which means that Arizona State's going to control all of the sponsors that go around the boards and Arizona state is going to keep their logo at center ice during coyotes games. So it is going to be completely in your face and unavoidable just how minor league the Arizona coyotes are going to appear as <laughs> this, this upcoming season. Um, that's my first pick. Yeah. That, um, that may have been a one, one, that's a one, one team. Yes, because uh, they—it's inevitable that they're going to move, that they're not going to be in Arizona that much longer. Because obviously, just nobody cares about hockey in Arizona. Um. Yeah. Uh, whoa, snake, snake, snake. What's that? I said snake. Snake. Snake draft. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I. I, I did, by the way, the first team that came to my mind when I was putting together – well, I didn't put together a list. The only team I came up with was the Coyotes, so the rest of this is going to be going commando essentially. But the first team that did come to my mind when I put together a thought was the Detroit Lions. So we were kind of in lockstep uh, with our thoughts on that one. 
Normally, so, I would agree with you on that, but I just love Dan Campbell so much. Yeah, and I actually think that they're going to be halfway decent. Um, they might. And the NFL, by the way, is just so – I don't think I'm going to pick any NFL team because the NFL is also just so uh, topsy-turvy that right. one year the team's bad, the next year they're good. So I uh, – I, I may dive into the NFL a little bit, but I think I'm going to save that for later in the draft. Um, uh, I would reject the trade to the Oakland Athletics. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you Now, are. I might get burned by this one because they might move to Vegas and then I might miss out on all the fun. <laughs> uh, but as it currently stands um, – if I'm a first, then this is a weird thing to lead off with, but if I'm a first baseman or a third baseman, I have about 50 yards to cover uh, because foul territory is ridiculously large. Um, mix on top of that, uh, that not a lot of fans are showing up, and the ones that do are there to yell at your owner and make a protest and not really interested in watching you on the field. Um, but... Also, uh, what I was thinking with my pick was I, I don't want to play for a, a cheap team because the rest of these leagues are salary cap leagues. So they all financially are going to be pretty similar in their power. But mm-hmm. MLB is the one where you on some opportunities because, uh, well, I mean, I guess if you if you just – if you're too good – then they'll get rid of you because someone else will be able to afford you and they won't. But I was thinking, man, a lot of these teams, I would actually love to play in PNC Park. I would love to play in Camden Yard. Well, now the Orioles yeah. are good. But, yeah, the Orioles um, are good. Yeah, all of these uh, these cheap teams in Major League Baseball, they just so happen to play in great ballparks. So the one that I had to settle for was the Oakland A's because they don't have a great ballpark. But if they end up moving to Las Vegas, I might regret this pick. But that's what I've got. problem here is I think I might take two more baseball teams. I understand. Because there's – okay, one of them for sure I'm going to take. I'm going to take – I absolutely do not want to play for the Tampa Bay Rays. I, that's a team – uh, that was going to be probably my next pick. So I, I like that pick. And there's one more, but I don't. I think I want to mix it up here. I think I'm gonna. I think we'll go towards the association. Oh, no, no. I think we're gonna to head to the association. No, this is gonna be my next pick. I was literally gonna pick these two teams. I ain't playing for the goddamn Utah Jazz. Oh, I ain't playing for no goddamn Utah Jazz. Whew. Give me one second. Uh, I think DJ just uh, you hop out the mic for a quick second. I think yeah, uh, just for a quick second. I had to do some real quick, but um, yeah, the Utah Jazz. One, who the hell wants to live in Utah? Two, <laughs> I I don't understand the direction of their organization at this point. Three, their uniforms are ungodly atrocious <laughs> four I don't want to live in fucking Utah um, looking at these NBA I know I already made my two picks but um, 
I think I know what scheme you're talking about. But you know who I'm came, talking about. I, it comes down to where I would want to live, and I much would rather live in that with that team. Are you talking about the Kings? I am, and I already have them written down on my yep. on my notes and my draft. Yeah, it was I'm between those two. In. It was between those two. It was between who would I want to, which city I would want to live in, and I I could deal with Sacramento. Uh, the Sacramento Kings are basically completely irrelevant to the sport, and oh, yeah. I do not I do not trust my own ability to resurrect them into relevancy. Um, sprinkling the fact that they're on the West Coast, which is already a uh, a detriment to all sports teams who play out there. Um, you gotta, you gotta be a pretty big brand because your games are on so late at night, but the Kings have been just so snake bitten and so awful. And they, they make goofy draft decisions um, this year, not being a surprise as they, as they make the Keegan Murray selection opposed to Jaden Ivy. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, trading Tyree Taliburton. Yes, um, Jay Billis' his favorite player of all time. Um, Love the mouth is bonus. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, I do like him, but uh, you know, power forwards are not going to win you anything. Yeah. Uh, so, to the Sacramento Kings, I would not want to play for you. Um, also, um, teams I would not want to play for. Uh, one of the worst franchises over the past however many years. Uh, I'll, I'll actually stick with the association, although I, I could definitely go to the NHL because they have many options of teams that I would not care about. But I'm trying not to be biased because I'm just naturally less of a hockey fan, so I don't want to. I don't want to come down too hard, but uh, so I'm gonna try to be nice and not let my my uh, my big three bias make me just pick a bunch of hockey teams, so I will stay with the NBA and be fair. Um, I don't see any way out for this team. If somebody wanted to trade me to this team, I would be absolutely miserable. Now, I'd have a lot of fun in this city. That'd be pretty cool, but their organization has run so poorly, so I do not want to be a member of the Orlando Magic. Yeah. Yeah, not for me. No, that's, after, after Dwight Howard, they have done nothing. Yeah, literally, literally nothing. I mean, how many times? They've, had, they've only have had to make the playoffs like twice since then. I know they did in the bubble. Yep. I think they did the year the Raptors won. But, um, Pro- yes, I think uh, Vucevic got them. Yeah, because they won the first game of that series. Yes, that's right. Okay, let's see here. So I'm, so I'm down between the NHL and the NFL. So I'm not going to go back to the other two. Mm. I, feel like I, I don't know if there's many NFL uh, – actually, there is. I'm not going to be brain bash. Good Lord. My brain bashed in for uh, the Washington Commanders. Oh, Oh, God, no. Hell no. Yeah, the Commanders. Hell no. I ain't playing for Dan Snyder. Shit falling all over the fans. The stadium's falling apart. The Commanders is just... Their logo is just not good. Their uniforms are not good. 
Commanders. Good so call. I got I have Tampa Bay, Detroit Tigers, the Washington Commanders, and the Utah Jets. I have the Oakland A's, the Arizona Coyotes, the Orlando Magic, and the Sacramento Kings. Now, the teams that I would uh, not veto, I'll go one for each league just for fun. And I won't pick my Cleveland teams, although I would not veto if I ever got traded to Cleveland. Baseball's tough. There's like eight different teams I would love to play for. I would love to play for the Giants. Yeah, I, I just want to play in the ballparks. I don't care oh, about yeah, that's, the teams oh, yeah, that's good or bad. I just want to be in the in the ballpark. The Giants. I would love to play for the Red Sox. I would love to play for the team that is Atlanta, the Atlanta Braves, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, Mets. the Yankees. Nah. <laughs> I would love to play for Toronto. Really? Yeah, I just I like I like Toronto. Kansas City's a great ballpark. St. Louis has a good ballpark. Anyway, NFL. Send me to Foxborough. Nah, I don't want to like Bill Belichick. Neither do I. Send me. Honestly, send like the Titans. Big, send I like a, the Titans. What? Yeah, I like Nashville. Nashville's a cool city. I send you to Pittsburgh. <laughs> no. Um, we, got, we got a cool head coach. He's got some crazy eyes sometimes, but he's all right. True. But then I would have to play for Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> Pros and cons to everything here. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think here. Man, there's not a lot of t- – the NFL is like one of those leagues that no team really jumps out to me, which I would desperately want to play for. Because I will go to hell before I play in Texas. Oh, my I gosh. Will, which is practically the same thing. Um, absolutely it's... not playing in New York. I'll play for the Chiefs. I want, I want to play for Mahomes, with Mahomes. Well, you can play for the Jets and the Giants if you don't want to be in New York. That's a fair point. East Rutherford, baby. Um, NBA. The Chiefs actually would be a great team to play for. Yeah, well, that, that's, that's, a, base. that's a really good call. And the weather is much more tame than it is in Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Buffalo, cause Buffalo or, or Green, or Green Bay, for that matter. Yeah. Team-wise, I would just love to play in Buffalo. Um, NBA would probably be the Lakers. Uh, NHL would be... I want to go play for the Maple Leafs. I wouldn't want to play for the Lakers. I wouldn't want to play for the Celtics. Well, I, I would like playing for the Celtics, but I feel like I could do better as far as I, – I tell you, honestly, I would really want to play for the Knicks right up until the point that I realized that the entire media would want me to and then I'd back out. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, you know what? I don't like how excited you guys are about this, about how – I don't like all this pressure of you guys telling me that I'm bringing basketball back to New York City. I don't, I, Spike Lee. I don't want to see you at, on the sidelines of my games. Um, yeah, I do not want to play for that dumpster fire. <laughs> no, the, I say that, and then I would veto it or 
not veto a trade to the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> well, that's a dumpster fire. Let me tell you. <laughs> well, they, uh, my next draft pick would have oh, been geez. the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, although they have a new stadium name, times are changing. Well, they don't have a new practice stadium because they they practice outdoors year round. Yeah, who needs it? Ohio's good. Ohio is well known for its great weather. Exactly, especially in um, the latter months. So I'm watching this Guardians game right now. Javier Baez was just up to the plate. I'll give you one guess on what happened while he was up there. I'm going to say a swinging strikeout at a ball outside of the zone. Um, that would have been a good guess, but it was uh, strike three called right down the middle. <laughs> that guy sucks. <laughs> he is awful. <laughs> I saw a meme of him. It, well, not of him. It, it was about him. It was a picture of uh, Jonah Hill and Brad Pitt from Moneyball. Moneyball. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, Billy, This is Javier Baez. He's the most undervalued player in baseball. His defect is he can't fucking hit. Yeah. <laughs> I love that I, meme that's going out now. Because that meme is starting to pick up steam. Because I follow a Twitter account. That's just Moneyball out of context or whatever, or Moneyball memes, and it's great. Mm-hmm. I that was so funny to me. I um, yeah, his, his defect is that he's literally not good at anything. The <laughs> <laughs> a defect. That's fantastic. Um, oh, the NHL team I would have played for was um. Well, actually, I, didn't, I never even picked an NBA team. Now that I think about it. Although I do have my list of NBA teams right in front of me. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind Philadelphia. Um, Ooh. Those fans? T- uh, yeah. I say that and I said I would play for the Lakers. Yeah. Well, I would really be banking on me being a good player if I was going yeah. to Philadelphia. Um, because if I weren't, they would turn on me so quick. Um, oh, easily. Honest, honest to goodness, if you could guarantee me we'd be good, I'd really like to be on the Chicago Bulls. Um, although they really haven't been good. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, like I don't want to see people tweeting out like, "Oh, look at Cole, he's doing it for D Rose out there." I, like I, that mm. would that would piss me off so badly. Um, oh yeah. Like you know, D Rose walked so Cole could run or something like sure that. Sure did. Uh, no, D Rose walked because he couldn't run. Yeah, because he um, couldn't run. He was hurt. <laughs> yeah. Um. Man, if this team were any good, I'd like to go to the Hornets. Just Michael Jordan's the owner, and you get a cool color scheme. I'd like to wear the uniform. Um, I feel like Michael Jordan just does not care about the success of the Hornets at all. Probably not. Um. I wouldn't want. I really would not want to live in the Bay Area at all. So yeah, I, I feel like the pressure of playing with Michael Jordan would be tough. Yeah. No more. DC's cool. I like the city of DC, so I guess my options yeah. are the Commanders. No. Capitals. Maybe. I, I think I'd like playing for the Capitals. Um. Then who's there? Uh. The, no. I don't like Nationals Park, so no. Um. I've never been. But it doesn't look very interesting to me. So I'll go with the Wizards as my uh, basket. I'd like the, I really like Washington, D.C., so I'd like to play D.C. is a cool um, town. It's just 
365, it's about 120 degrees there. Yeah, it, it is. I, it's um, hot. I had a girlfriend a couple of years ago who was at uh, – she was she had an internship there for the summer, and she would tell me, like, you wouldn't even believe how hot it is. It's crazy. Uh, St. Louis is the same way, by the way. It is miser- – not today, but more often than not in the summer. It is wicked hot out here. All I remember um, about Washington, D.C. from my eighth grade field trip was I was miserable about 90% of it. Yep. Because it was so goddamn hot. What month did you go? Because we went in like October. It was late in the year. Or not late. I think it was late in the school year. So it was probably hot. I, like eighth graders all across the country go to D.C., which is yeah crazy to me. The highlight of my trip was going to medieval times. I don't even know what that is. It's a restaurant, and it's um like it's it's food and entertainment. So it's you're like in a big arena, and in the middle is like medieval like jousting and stuff like that. And they serve you like mutton, like big old mutton legs and stuff like that. It's so cool. And you're hmm. just each like, and it's the majority of their business. I would assume is probably that eighth grade field trip, just eighth grade field trips. So they would divide the stadium up into, like, you're the red section, you're the blue section, and you just have, like, an undying support of this team. Like, you will die for the red team, and I did, and the red team whooped ass when I was there. (laughs) That's awesome. It was. That was a great time. Anyway, I have some dynamite trivia for you. I have two questions, and I'll work on the third as we go, but I... I'll let you have the first shot. Okay. There are only two active FBS head coaches with at least 200 wins. Name them. Oh, man. All my questions are college football. Okay. If all your questions are college football. Two, only, only two active head coaches with, with, how many wins? FBS. At least 200. All right. Um, oh, boy. This is going to be a longevity battle here. Um, Nick Saban is obviously one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's definitely one of them. Okay. The second one. Let's see. Bobby Bowden's dead, so not him. <laughs> Joe Paterno also dead, not him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh! Uh, where I, I don't I don't know where Kirk Ferentz came from, but he's been at Iowa forever. Pat Fitzgerald. Oh my gosh! I should have even mentioned Pat Fitzgerald's name. Um, I'm just trying to think of people who have been around for a while. Um, oh, there's no way Bill Snyder's still at whatever. No. He's not no. at Kansas, Kansas State anymore. Um, there's got to be somebody who's just bounced around like no other. Are, are all of these wins in the FBS, by the way? So we're not doing like yeah. FCS? Okay. Thank goodness. I didn't want you to like Jim Trestle me or something. He um, does have 200 wins, but he's not active. 
Uh, oh, man. Dabo Swinney is so close. Uh, actually, no, he's not. He's uh, he's, he's only at like 100. Oh, shoot. Does, does Nick Saban have, even have 200? <laughs> I, I, my math was bad. Uh, actually, yeah, Nick Saban's better. Michigan State, LSU, yeah, okay. Uh, Nick Saban's locked in for good. I'm not backing off of that answer. I can't um, confirm Nick Saban. Okay. Whew. Now, Brian Kelly did come to mind, but I don't think he spent enough time at Central Michigan and uh, Cincinnati. So we'll keep him. I- I'm going to ride this out every second possible because – I feel like there's. I have to. Uh, oh, oh my gosh! Is it the oh, is it the OU coach like Frank Sol? Is Frank Solich even a football coach or a basketball coach? I don't even know. Um, I'll keep him in mind though because I know that he did something. Uh, okay, he'll be my FCS representative because I know I. Oh, um. Oh, is Chris Peterson back into coaching? I have no idea. Gary Patterson just resigned from TCU, so he's out. Um, uh, Sark didn't coach long enough. That's a little stupid. All right, so we got we got a couple options. We got the OU coach Frank Solich. We got Chris Peterson, who may or may not be coaching. Did he go to Boise? No, he went from Boise State to Washington. Um. Wait, he may he may have gone back into coaching. Um, oh my gosh, this is so tough. This is one of your best questions yet. Thank you. Uh, Frank Solich. I don't even know who that is. To be honest. Oh, maybe he's not even a. Let me look up Frank. Solich. Let me just see if that's a person. I I at least have to. Confirm that I you give up on this question? Yeah. Max oh, he's a... oh, geez. Come on, Cole. Max oh. uh, Frank Solich was the head. Oh, he just. Well, he he only had 173 wins anyway. Um. Bum. He, he's the head coach at Nebraska and then Ohio. For uh, for a combined 21 years. So. Huh. Uh, he is a guy, but he did step down. Mac Brown, that shouldn't have been that difficult. Okay. Now I have a doozy of a trivia question for you. Um, which Heisman Trophy winning quarterback did the Houston Texans select with their 17th selection in the 2002 expansion draft? Said Heisman winner. Yes. The text. The 2002 draft? Uh, yes. 2002 expansion draft. Uh. Expansion. Okay. Um, hmm. 
Okay, so this guy was already in the league with an expansion draft, so it was an unprotected player. So this might be a guy who won the Heisman in the 90s. Who's a quarterback that won in the 90s? Chris Winkie, I think. Um, oh, who's the dude who won at Miami? I can't remember his name. And Warfel won in 96, but I don't even think he ever played in the NFL. Ty Detmer won in the nine in ninety, but again, I don't think he played very long in the NFL. Um, is it Chris Winky? It was Danny Warfel. Ah, ha ha ha! Damn. All right, college football again, because it's all college football. All-time winning percentage records. The all-time winning percentage. Name six of the top seven. Teams? Teams. An all-time winning percentage. Minimum uh, of 100 games. Sorry. All right. So not like uh, Sam Houston State. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Carolina like... is 15. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, gosh. Is this one of those, like, Boise States in the top seven or something like that? Um, All right. Let's figure this out. Uh, Let's get the Blue Bloods out of the way. Alabama. I'm locking them in. Final answer. Uh, Okay. Ohio Ohio State. Michigan. Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan. Yeah, I'll do it. Notre Dame. There's four. Those uh, are the top four, by the way. Oh, oh, sweet. Okay, I need two out of three. Um. Well, I don't want to just blurt out Texas and Oklahoma. Um. Uh, because I only have two more guesses and I need, all right, we got Texas, Oklahoma, USC, uh, USC, I'll, I'll go Oklahoma, um, well, shoot, I don't want to just say Texas to. Uh, yeah, Oklahoma and Texas. Those are six of the seven. The seventh game, which is ranked fifth, is Boise State. Oh, let's go. Oh, uh, Ohio State Ohio State and Alabama are tied at 73%. Uh, Notre Dame at 73%. Or 73.1%. Notre Dame has 73%. Michigan has 72.9%. Boise State, 72.8%. Oklahoma seventy two point eight, and then Texas is seventy point two. 
Hmm. Those are the only teams that have over a 70% winning percentage. Very interesting. Okay. Um, In 2012, the Milwaukee Brewers acquired future all-star shortstop Gene Segura from the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Who was the big piece that they sent to the Angels to get Segura? Huh. I've been on a huge MLB trade kick lately, so I. That's where that comes from. Right. You said when he was traded from the Brewers. A player went from the Brewers to the Angels. Oh, oh. he was traded to the Brewers. Um, Segura went Angels to Brewers. The player you have to guess went Brewers to Angels. Um. This makes me think it's a significant piece. Who's played for... Oh, is it Zach Granke? Yeah. Hell yeah. Ugh. Tied at one. There we go. And you know what kind of question's coming next. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Again, college football. Yeah. Receiving touch... All-time receiving touchdown leaders. And put them in order. Michael Floyd, Justin Blackman, Devonta Smith. Um, I'm going to put Justin – oh, man. Michael Floyd had a broken collarbone one year. Um, but he still, he still stayed all four years. Justin Blackman's last. Um, uh, Michael Floyd was an impact player his – First, I'm gonna say Michael Floyd, Devontae Smith, Justin Blackman. Final answer. Final answer. It is Devontae Smith, Justin Blackman, Michael Floyd. Really, Michael Floyd. I was thought you were good. for sure going to get Devontae Smith at one, just because we always talk about how he caught that winning touchdown in the championship game. His freshman yeah, year. but that was one of like 12 catches he had all year that year. That's fair. He didn't do much. All right, no, I got to – Had 46, Justin Blackman had 40, Michael Floyd had 37. All right. I, I'm, I got one question. It, this feels like it's unfair, but let me, let me see how I can frame this question. This is. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to phrase this. Uh, you know what? Well, here we go. We love a good challenge. All right. At the 2011 trade deadline, the Houston Astros sent away these two big pieces to NL East teams. Say that again. At the 2011 trade deadline, the Houston Astros sent these two pieces, big pieces, names that you know, to a pair of NL East teams. Okay. 
This is the old NL Central Astros, baby. <laughs> um, Christ. Uh, I know Ubaldo Jimenez got traded to Cleveland that year. Oh, that's right, from Colorado. Um, Ubaldo Jimenez started an all-star game while being a pitcher in Colorado. That's impressive. Yes, it is. Good God, who played for the Astros back then? Ha, ha, ha. God damn, those Astros teams stunk. <laughs> yeah, they did. But they they had a handful I, of good players. Oh, if I can name one player um, from those from the 2011 Astros. Um, I think Hunter Pence played there, so I'll say name, so I'll name him. And I don't know, Hunter Pence, final answer. It was Hunter Pence and Michael Bourne. Oh, oh Michael Bourne. Yeah, you know him. Oh, I know him too well. <laughs> yeah, he and uh, Nick Swisher were buddies with uh, what you guys sold STO. All right. You guys had some money to spend. Yes, we do. That would be a first. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go back to college football. Give me a second. Let's see. Okay, I got a question. I just got to find the answer for it. I can ask you the question first. Go ahead. What team did the Pirates acquire O'Neill Cruz from? Ooh, I think I know this. Um... Dodgers. Correct. Mm-hmm. No. Alright. I gotta find the answer to this question. Oh. Jesus Christ, where is the answer to this question? <laughs> Looking at Winsopedia right now. Trying to find it. Good God, I can't find the question to this, or the answer to this. This would be a good question. Oh, okay. Oops, just lost it. Website <laughs> crash to me. Um, okay, I found it. All-time uh, NFL draft picks for school. It's going to be the format of the question. Who has the most draft picks from a group of five team that is not that is not currently in the power five? Uh, I understand the question. 
they may have used to be or they may be in the future. Wait. May have used to be. Okay. Can you repeat the question? I thought I understood it and now I don't. Uh, to, the, who had, which group of five team has the most NFL draft picks of all time? They're currently not in the group of five. Oh. I'm not saying if they used to be or they could be eventually, but they are not currently in the power five. Wait, not currently in the power five? Yeah, they are currently a group of five team. Okay, that that that's good. Um Oh man. This is a good question. I just don't know. Um I guess TCU is an option, but that's really, really recent. Recency bias made that pick. Oh, uh, Syracuse is an option. Oh, wait, they're Power Five. They're Power Five. Um, all those Big East teams became, well, at least all the good ones did. They became Power Five because uh, that was the ACC. Um, I, I I really do not, do not want to just get caught up in the moment and yell Cincinnati <laughs> uh, or Central Florida for that matter. Uh, it, is, it is not Central Florida. Um, I know it's not South Florida because that 2007 video taught me that South Florida has only been around since 1998. Sure has. Uh, where do I even begin with this? Like, is, is there a Mac school that used to be really good? It's got it's got to be one of those schools that was really good a long time ago and just hasn't been since. Um, I'll give you a hint. Uh, ooh, okay, I'll take your hint. They just recently had a first rounder. All right. Oh, Within the ooh. past five years. Okay. The school that I was thinking of qualifies for this. I'm going to say the BYU Cougars. Unfortunately, no. It is the Houston Cougars. Oh! Where's BYU? BYU's got to be up there, though. BYU is 64th all-time, 149. Houston has 183. I guess so. Uh, yeah, they have the most NFL draft picks of all time? Uh, either Ohio State or Notre Dame, probably. Or USC. One of those three. It is Notre Dame, 522, USC, 520, Ohio State, 479. Huh. I wonder when the first NFL draft was. Well, I'm on the cold streak of all cold streaks <laughs> in this trivia game. And this was on my idea, I'm pretty sure. Or not, well, not all my idea, but I had a great, great influence in it. And this is what I asked for, is to get my butt kicked every single week. It used when to be back you're going to get we would all these days you're going to rank those players in correct order. I did once. I did once. Which one? A few weeks ago. Um, well, hey, I, actually, we've done it nine times now. I'm telling you, mathematically speaking, I'm supposed to get it one out of every nine times, and that's exactly what happened this time. I, uh, we've done there it nine times, and I got, it, I got it like the sixth or the seventh time. But Javier Baez is up. I'm sure he's going to strike out here. Oh, I got. I, we're going to stay on the podcast for this at bat. <laughs> One, Bieber's pitching. Oh, my gosh. Oh, whoa, gonna, give me a strike there. He's going to buckle his knees. 
receiver. I have the Guardians minus one and a half. I want them to start scoring here. That would be helpful. Oh, so I have the Phillies minus one and a half. I'm hot. Baseball, base, my baseball picks are hot right now. What happened to retiring from baseball gambling? Yeah, but then I decided to just not. I understand. The Nationals are 36 and 75. That's if I were Luke Boyd, I would retire. Yeah, I would uh, put out a hit on Eric Hosmer for some Oh, my God. I, that would be my worst enemy. Making me go play for the Nationals, the AAA Nationals. I'd be equipped playing around with him. Strike him out. It's one, two. Two outs in the bottom of the third. Let's see what happens here. Shout out to A.J. Hinch. Uh, what do you do? And the pitch. Pop it up. Foul. Man, I gotta look. All of this trade research that I've been performing, <laughs> I'm giving myself too much credit. This is, a, this is more hobby. But what, are you, what are you looking for? I got to figure out, like, do the Pirates still have all of these minor leaguers that we've acquired from giving away our best players? Like, all these guys just say minors next to their name. Uh, like, Dude, what the hell did Baez just do? What was that? Okay, that was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, Beaver throws a pitch just right down the middle. And right as Bieber let go of the pitch, Baez just dropped his bat. Any rhyme or reason to it? Oh, he tried calling time, and the ump didn't give it to him, and he just dotted him up right down the middle. Called strike three. <laughs> Stick your ass down. <laughs> I thought he just refused to swing. He's like, ah, I'm going to strike out anyway. <laughs> well, he, he would have. I wish he would have done that in the 2016 World Series, I'll tell you what. Was he good in that series or no? He had a home run in Game Seven. Uh, well, yeah, that that's impactful. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, oh, I forgot the Pirates trade James and Tyo. Oh, I think we got a. Uh, I think we got Kane and Smith and Jigba for yes, you Jameson, did. for Jamison Tyo. I believe that is correct. Billy's up one nothing. There we go. Pirates. Is he pitching for the Yankees still? I I don't think I've heard his name. Who? Taya? Yeah, he pitched last night, I believe. Oh. Well Well then he he certainly is pitching for the Yankees if he pitched last night. Yeah, I can confirm. Did you bet yeah, on the Yankees? Game? Rest in peace, Matt Carpenter. Yeah, man. Right as he uh well, I don't want to say right as he was getting hot because he's been getting hot for like over a month now. This yeah. has been a, been a thing. Right as uh, I'm just enjoying him in my fantasy lineup. Oh, that's a bad time for him to go. I'll tell you what, my fantasy team. That Justin Verlander pick I made in the mid-rounds. That you see what Verlander's been up to this year? Yeah, hovering around a three. ERA? Yeah. Funny. Oh, is he hovering mm-hmm. around a two? He is fifteen and three on the season with a one seven three ERA. 
A one seven three. Whoa. Zero point eight five whip. Hundred twenty seven strike. Yeah, I mean he's. I think he's like the heavy, heavy favorite to win the Cy Young. And he's like thirty nine, right? Oh yeah. Oh my goodness. I got good for you guys, man. What a what a job. All right, Carson. I need you to score some runs here. I'm assuming most of the players the Pirates got didn't pan out. Where'd you get? Yeah. Did you get draft key Brian Hayes? Uh, probably. So the Pirates are were actually pretty good traders. Um. We basically have two styles of trades that we do. Well, I, I'll, I'll throw in a third because there is the occasional, uh, there is the occasional Chris Archer trade that we participate in. But usually that's not the case. What usually happens is we uh, we trade away our stars, and then they're never as good away from us, or they're never as good without us as they are with us. Um, Andrew McCutcheon was exactly that. Basically, every closer that we've ever traded away, I, I don't know what happened. I, I don't even know if Ray Searage is still our pitching coach, but that guy was like the, the reliever whisperer. Just <laughs> no matter who you brought him, he found a way to make all of our relievers awesome, and he turned them all into all. Joel Hanrahan was an all-star. Jason Grilly, Mark Melanson, Tony Watson, uh, Felipe. We had like five straight closers who were all-stars. But God, I don't know what happened. Ahmed Rosario ripped the double, and the throw in his second was wide, and he tried going to three, and he got nailed at third. No. God what damn it. Uh, top of the fourth. There's a leadoff double, too. God damn it. Uh, still 0-0? Zero, zero? Still 0-0. Zero, zero. You guys traded Tyler Anderson, and he's been awesome this year. We did? Uh, you oh. traded him to the Phillies last year, but he's with the Dodgers now, and he's been pretty damn good. Who did we get from the Phillies? Let's see. In exchange left. for prospects, Christian Hernandez and Abraham Gutierrez. Hey, if it's not if it's not Roberto Hernandez, I don't want him. Oh, no, wait. You didn't trade him to the Phillies. You There was a medical evaluation that Christian – that didn't – Christian Hernandez didn't pass his medicals, so that trade got nixed, and you traded him to the Mariners for Carter Benz and Yoquan Tejada. I got to look up the Pirates AAA roster, man. Like, where? Indianapolis Indians. Come on. Pirates top prospect. That's offensive. Um, <laughs> I know you got the catcher, Henry Davis. Yeah, he's a that he was a number. A double a. We got him from the Louisville Cardinals. Yes, he was a number one draft pick out of Louisville. Um, Your farm is very young, I believe. Good, 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 good. Well, we, um, so here, here are the two styles of trades we make. Either one, we trade away a star who is never nearly as good as they were without us than they were with us. Uh, for example, Andrew McCutcheon, um, we traded him away and we got Brian Reynolds in return, who was a prospect from the Giants. So 
Uh, that, I mean, that, that was a huge win for us. Let me let me scroll through here and see if I can find any others. Um, we traded we mm, we traded away uh, Brock Holt and Joel Hanrahan to Boston for Mark Melanson. Uh, Brock Holt was an All Star for one year with uh, Boston, but Hanrahan was not very good with them, and Mark Melanson was really good for us for multiple years. He um, sucks now. Tell you that. Guardians whooped him that thing tonight. He was an all-star last year, I think, in, uh, in, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, San Diego. Where was he this year? Oh, Diamondbacks. Huh. Oh, 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 yeah. He's very bad this year, now that I think about it. Oh, Um, Josh Bell, uh, good. Yeah, but he, was not very good the past couple of years, I don't think. Um, he's all right. Yeah, he is all right. Um, he was trending downward without us. but uh, So that's usually the trade that we make, or we make the trade where we give away somebody. They're not, they're not super good. They're kind of just like an okay player, but we get nothing in return. <laughs> um, like when we sent Francisco Liriano to the Blue Jays, we got crap in return. Um, David Freeze, the Dodgers. Um, uh, there's got to be another one. Let me see. Uh, Zach Duke to the Diamondbacks. Like, just just giving away guys who are kind of like, they're not super impactful for us, but we actually get nothing in return. So it's like, right. why? Why? Unfortunately, I don't know that feeling because my team only wins trades. Yeah, especially when you give up players who are about to make $300 million and then you get somebody who you pay $5 million a year to. I don't even know if we're paying Andres Jimenez that much. I think he's only like 22. That was a financial steal. Andres Jimenez contract. Oh, Lindor's been pretty damn good this year. The only trade that the Pirates have kind of like embarrassingly won was when we got AJ Burnett from the Yankees, which uh, I mean, AJ Burnett wasn't like, he wasn't like CC Sabathia, but he was brought in the same year, the same off season. So those two were seen as like the dynamic duo of the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you go through baseball reference, uh, AJ Burnett was not, nearly as good as he it would it would have been preferred that he was but right that was one where we actually we did really well in that trade but um the, let's see do i have any uh indian tra- or i'm sorry guardians trades um is making 700 k this year i don't even have a folder for the 700 k wow yeah and he's made because next year is his first year of arbitration Cleveland Guardians. Let me make a uh, folder for you guys in my little portal here. Trade. You just put it's all good because it's all good. We don't win. Heaven for not like let's not get that twisted. We don't win, but we don't lose either. Uh, you won one trade. I know that. Let me. I have it in my Brewers folder. Uh, you guys fared very well in that trade, and you know what trade Brewers. for half a year. Yeah, and then he walked to New York. Although he although he was eleven and two and seventeen stars with a sub two ERA, yeah, pretty damn good. Yeah, 
We've got Michael Brantley in that trade. Yep. That, I mean, that was. Do we get Matt Laporta? I think he was the big name in that trade. Well, supposed to be, but. Yeah, he you know. certainly was not. Yep, Matt Laporta, Rob Bryson, Zach Jackson, and outfielder Michael Brantley. Nah. Yeah. All right, are you you ready to get out of here? Yes. Uh, next week we will do our big four, uh, you know, yeah. NHL, MLB, NBA, NFL. We will do our best uniforms of our lives. So, if uh, if they wore the uniforms in, uh, we'll, we'll do two thousand on. If if you can prove right. that, and you'll have to tr- take our word for it because we'll be texting each other if we have any disputes. If you can prove that the team wore the uniform any time in the year 2000 or beyond, then it is fair game. So if you want to, even if it's an old school throwback uniform, like those old yellow and light blue Eagles uniforms, so be it. I will not be drafting them. Uh, Maybe DJ would like to. If you would like to choose one of those sleeveless uniforms that the Reds used to wear uh, when they wore 80 different uniforms in one season, a couple of years ago, maybe you want to go there. Whatever the case may be, number we're going to be drafting the best pro sports uniforms of our lives next week, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So we'll see you all then. Till then, take care of yourselves. Peace.